BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper. And it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers. Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Welcome to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some pixie dust around and grab that happiest thought so we can fly away to Neverland. Because it's me, it's me, it's your... Uh, I was going to say D-Old Jubble G for anyone who remembers that in the 90s. But <laughs> it's your it's your J-E-R-E-E, or yeah, your Jeremy. Uh, oh, that was... Okay, well, you want to save me from this one? <laughs> bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Well, I think we just made it worse. <laughs> Yes. Hey. It is it is us. It is your spider man your spider pan, Jeremy and Lost Boy Eric. Hi Eric. How's it going, Jeremy? Oh, uh, well, I think we're a little punch drunk. Uh, one too many hits from the snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. What a couple of weeks it has been. Uh, Ted Stones, can you believe that interview that we had? Yeah, that was great. I just kind of had to sit back and let him tell stories, and uh, and it was great that we had so much that I was able to split it up and have a very Ducktales focused episode, uh, getting to hear about Pandora, and then just I, last week I just I was just like you know I didn't even bother recording anything new. I'm like you know what I'm just gonna insert this here. Gives me time to uh, I'm re- been reorienting as a new spring semester has started for me. And- oh wow. Yeah, and the fun thing is, is I started out, I uh, I think I probably had mentioned, I don't know if I've on the show, but I think I've talked to you about it, but I was uh, found myself in five classes because uh, I was on the waiting list for cinematography. And as we got into the first day on that Monday, there was 18 students in there and yet only three cameras to go around. So that's six people to camera. And that's just too many people to, to work in one thing. And uh, the professor had said that he had tried to bring in some seniors that are really needing to get graduated. And I, th- I was had a feeling I was one of them. Uh, but my original plan was cinematography I was going to take this spring. So he did send an email out. says, we've got way too many people in here and it's my fault. But if anybody would like to drop to try to pick it up in the spring. And I said, well, you know, that's fine. I wasn't going to take it until the spring originally so I've dropped that one so now I only have four classes but I do have my book ready for cinematography next thing next semester which is nice it has left me all of my afternoons free so I can go and work with Uber and Lyft and things like that so uh, I'm kind of glad because I've got a lot of projects going to be working on with my I'm doing video editing which a first little get warmed up project has been taking a scene from Gunsmoke for the old series and actually the original footage Clapper and everything I've got it oh wow I had to assemble the scene, and now I'm adding sound effects. I've got to find some free licensed music to put behind it. Uh, having a good old time. I've even found some people who managed to recreate some of those great Indiana Jones sounding punches, and I put those into the scene because it's a western. You know, you got to have that over mm-hmm. the top. Uh, oh yeah. 
So I've been kind of playing with that, and I know I'm going to have some projects with Advanced Radio Production. We're working on doing some things live, uh, which we were going to do actually a live broadcast. And I remember I, I, I was posting this all over on our Facebook and everything, like, hey, tune in, and because I'm going to get to go live and be able to play some music live, and everything went wrong. And uh, so we weren't able to do it at the time, but we will be doing some live stuff at, on UCM's The Beat, because I do my normal show at 4 o'clock every day where I'm playing Disney music. Mm-hmm. So... It's been kind of a crazy, you know, kind of getting into the groove and finding all the textbooks and all the stuff I've got to read and learning all these different things and uh, all the stuff that's it's going to make me better at doing this podcast. And it's also going to launch me more into a career. And even uh, right now, a lot of stuff I've been learning is doing live music. If I was like with a band, what I would need to know in order to run the audio uh, at the venue and how to set that up. I mean, just lots of interesting stuff already in the first couple of weeks. And I've been running myself crazy, but it's been exciting. It's been fun. I love learning this stuff. It's just a lot of work and I am exhausted. <laughs> oh, it certainly sounds like it. But what a way, what a week, and what a lot of stuff to go on, especially with all of those classes. So good luck to you, and uh, really best of luck with everything going on. Oh, yes, and I'm going to need it, because another year and a half, and then I will graduate with this. It'll be awesome. All right, excellent. Uh, Did you get a chance to watch the eclipse go by? You know, I might as well be staring at the sun. (laughs) Yes, yes, I did. Uh, Well... (laughs) You know, I actually, I I was really able to, uh, you know, spend some time watching the eclipse. You know, I had, you know, just watching that love story between Bella and Edward and trying to decide, (laughs) is it Jacob? Oh, wait, wrong eclipse. Wrong eclipse. Wrong eclipse. Yes, I did get to see the eclipse. And yes, I did get to use some glasses to do so. Unfortunately, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, where we did not get... uh, that much of an effect from the uh, eclipse. Uh, All of my family live in Idaho, and they lived right in the path of totality, so they got that uh, whole experience of the moon covering the sun, seeing that uh, corona effect, and really experiencing that uh, 20-degree drop in temperature, which really surprised all of them. Uh, But I saw that (laughs) Kansas City was right in that path of totality as well. Yeah, well, not perfectly in the path. It went along St. Joe and kind of worked its way across, and I was actually in Warrensburg on campus at the time of it, and we I, we were right on the path, so I got to watch and see the whole corona. And uh, it was it was quite an experience. You know, I've seen some other eclipses, which uh, uh, there's one girl that I, I won't name. This, I don't think she's ever experienced anything like this before in class. But I'd mention, you know, you know, because she was saying that she was really nervous about this whole thing and all the different things that might go crazy. And, and I said, you know, it's just a regular natural phenomenon. I've been through this a couple times before. And she had mentioned, well, I didn't think this had happened since like 1970 something. I said, well, eclipses actually happen all the time. It's just not always totaled like it is for us. Uh, totally, you know, but it always happens happens and not everybody not everybody ever gets to see a, a total the total usually happens like over the ocean uh so this is kind of a neat experience that i've actually now been through the total but i've been through it before and i've used the old pin and shoe buck technique i've stacked series of of uh sunglasses on my face to be able to watch an eclipse before uh, but getting to watch a total and seeing it it was like the lights got turned out it was amazing. I tried to capture some video because I, I couldn't get any good photos because my phone kept trying to adjust for the low light. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I tried to get some pictures if anybody follows me on Facebook. Uh, I did get some pretty decent video. You could see where it was starting to look like dusk and all the lights had come on and the, the crickets and the cicadas started all going. And then it, yeah, it did get cooled off pretty good. Uh, throughout the course of it, but even I love the build-up to when it's when it's going, because all the colors seem to change uh, hmm. as as it goes along, which I I've observed before and I have seen before how the how shadows get a little interesting uh, mm-hmm. and lose some of the definition. It's it's just neat to just watch everything so changed by such a such a like so it seems like a singular event and how different things can be. Uh, but I did take a moment while I was looking through my glasses, and I was, you know, trying to also hold my phone up through the uh, the dark lens. I'd peek outside the lens so I could look and see a little bit of the corona because it's not as bad if you can just peek when it's, when the sun is pretty much covered. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you're not staring directly at the sun; you're seeing, looking at the moon now. So I kind of took some quick right. peeks, but I was very careful so I didn't hurt my eyes. So I did kind of see a little bit of corona going on, and uh, I wow, it was just dazzling. But it, after it was over, it was such that drop off because I had had such a buildup. Like this is going to be kind of neat because this is so rare. 
uh, mm-hmm. to get to see the whole thing. But then when it was over, I was like, gosh, you know, now, now it's like my day's done. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had peaked for the day. You know, my classes were over. The only thing left to do was go work with Uber and stuff. And I did actually pick some people up halfway through the city that uh, needed to go back into the city to their hotel that they had flown in for to watch the event. So, it so you got to turn around. Yeah, and every now and then I, I do that, which I, I literally did turn around because I this was a, another funny story. So I had gone in oh, this town called Oak Grove. That's pretty close because usually it's around Grain Valley that Uber starts to kind of pick up. Mm-hmm. I guess they've been expanding that. So I start I start stopping Oak Grove and I, I fill my gas tank up. And uh, so then I, when I've done that, I go ahead and I get online, and then I start going. I get three miles down, and ding, well, it goes off. I have an Uber trip the back in the other direction. I had to go back down over to Oak Grove. I don't know if satellites get knocked crazy for with an eclipse or something, but I, my ways that I use for navigation could not even see the town of Oak Grove anymore. Oh, goodness. I had to just navigate by the seat of my pants, you know, and, fly, and get over there and pick these people up. And they had had trouble, too. They had been trying to get a trip to go from Oak Grove all the way back to Kansas City and had no success. They couldn't find any drivers. Well, I was the closest nearest driver, but I hadn't logged in yet. So after I'd logged in, that's when it finally got to me. But what they had done is instead of trying to get the trip to Kansas City, they were thinking, well, maybe we, we can only go certain distances. So they went to go to the next town down to Grain Valley, and then they were going to try to hitch another ride from Grain Valley to, to Kansas City. And they told me that, and I said, well, I can take you all the way to Kansas City. It's, it, it just didn't go off because I hadn't gone on. You know, I was the nearest driver, and I hadn't logged in. So they are like, oh, you can take us all the way to Kansas City? I was like, I sure can. So it was a nice, good, long trip, which I make some good money on. And so, yeah, that, that worked out pretty good. I just kind of thought it was funny that they had thought that they could only do, like, short burst trips over and not do the mm. entire route. So, yeah, that was kind of entertaining. <laughs> well, great. Great. But uh, you caused quite a uh, kerfuffle on our Facebook page this week. Oh, I does what I does. <laughs> Sounds like you should be eating spinach when you say that. Uh, I, I does what I does. Yes. <laughs> so you have this McDuck family tree that uh, you've got signed and even looks like you've been written into the family tree that uh, you scanned on your computer and posted in there. Actually, I just took a picture with my iPad, but uh, not so much a scan, but a picture. But yeah, um, this was the Duck Family Tree that Don Rosa has created. Um, it There is a uh, probably a better known version, uh, which was uh, created by Carl Barks. Um, but uh, what Don Rosa does is for the father of Huey, Dewey, and Louie, he leaves the name blank and uh, fills that in with the name of whoever has come to him to ask for a uh, a signature from him, and then he enters in that person's last name for Huey, Dewey, and Louie as well, and that's that's what he did on this. So oh, cool. I guess that officially means I am now a part of the Duck family. Yeah, you and everybody else who got a signed picture, apparently. <laughs> so, so I wonder how much of a claim I have now to Dismal Downs. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. You might want to investigate that. Get your nearest duck lawyer and find out. There we go. But yeah, you posted but, uh, that to Facebook. Well, and woof. Yes, that uh, certainly took off on our page. We appreciate all of the likes and uh, all of the shares, really. It was shared more than liked, I think. Um, apropos time for it with the new DuckTales coming out. I know we haven't talked too much about it uh, together, you and I, but I certainly really did enjoy uh, the first episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to what's coming up here on the 23rd of September with their next couple of episodes. Oof. As it looks like uh, we're going to get some classic uh, Uncle Scrooge uh, storylines with the Beagle Boys and his number one dime. Yep, uh, which I do have a schedule to talk about that here later in the show. So we'll definitely Excellent. get to that. Uh, the only other thing to mention over these last couple of weeks before we really dive into some good Disney Park news is uh, the passing of Jerry Lewis. Uh, was that just this week, I guess? Or oh, goodness. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's... Oh. Yeah, I guess it was, yeah, I guess it was just this been, past week. It seems like we've had a lot been, of death here lately. Uh, it's been such a big week as well with everything else that's been going on. Um, yep, yep, yep. And uh, but yeah. boy, that was impactful. I mean, because I, I kind of I grew up watching Jerry Lewis uh, movies and, of course, the MDA Telethon, which I always enjoyed watching, but it also harkened to uh, the end of summer and the beginning of the school year. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's, it hasn't 
It hasn't been the same since the MDA Telethon hasn't had Jerry Lewis on, and they haven't even really been broadcasting on television so much. Uh, it's it's just not the same, and this is like the the final nail in the coffin of never having that entertainment and that telethon going to entertain me on Labor Day. Yeah. But that's okay, because um, Labor Day um, is generally around Heather's birthday, so I have other ways to, to entertain myself by going and treating her for stuff. But, but he certainly did a lot to bring awareness to muscular dystrophy and uh, w- with that telethon. You know, but he really was a uh, you know fantastic actor. Um, uh, there's always legends told about the movie that he made that was never released uh, about uh, a clown in a concentration camp. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I I always loved watching the Nutty Professor, and you know, it's you know, true he hasn't been a part of the entertainment industry for some time, but uh, he's definitely a presence that is going to be missed. Yeah, and it's he's almost got a love him or hate him type of reputation in the modern world now, where people either appreciated his his brand of comedy or they didn't. And mm-hmm. uh, I sure appreciated it. It was it was goofy and fun, and you know, he was always better. I think him and Dean Martin together were were always the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, there's even a movie I think called The Stooge that I remember watching that uh, yeah, it was yeah, Dean yeah. Martin a singer, and and he tries to go off on his own without Jerry Lewis's character, and realize they're just not as fun apart as they are together. And I'm like, wow, that's seems to be what happened though in real life, except for they didn't get back together. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we're definitely gonna you know, we, well, we already miss having him in the entertainment world, but he will be missed on, from the world. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Alrighty, well, okay, we found a treats list for uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, actually, I found this, uh, oh, I guess about a week ago, and I've already, if you anyone has been listening to Neverland Radio at 4 o'clock central at UCM's The Beat, uh, if you go to digitalberg.com, you can find links there and listen in, and you can hear my show. But I, I already did a little segment where I was talking about some of these things that are going to be offered up for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at the Magic Kingdom Park, and oh my goodness... <laughs> they have already started. They started on Friday, August 25th. It's running all the way through November 1st. There's going to be new treats offered all day, every day, according to the Disney Parks blog. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'll go through this first section, and I'll let you talk about the next uh, here. But at the Main Street Bakery, Certainly. this is this. I figure that's what this photo they have on the Disney Parks blog. But there is this bright orange Mickey Halloween cupcake. It's got chocolate cake. Filled with a purple marshmallow fluffed, fluffed, fluff, and it's got orange vanilla buttercream sprinkles and a white chocolate scarecrow Mickey. Basically, it's like the pumpkin head Mickey thing. Uh, and it's also right. it's got a, a Mickey shaped cinnamon roll that has a spooky twist with orange icing and a chocolate spider web. I'm hungry already. And also, <laughs> I, uh, this you, you don't have to say much, and there's not even much about this on the blog. The Plaza Ice Cream Parlor is scooping up pumpkin-flavored ice cream. That's all I need to hear. I am there. I love ice cream. I love pumpkin spice stuff. I wonder how well that will pair with uh, pumpkin juice from uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Well, you know, if you uh, (laughs) can do that all in one day and... Uh, from what I know of the pumpkin juice, because, uh, you know, last boy Philip had gotten there and he brought me back an empty bottle. He tried to bring me back a full bottle, but he couldn't get it through customs. So he actually had to guzzle it there mm. and brought me the bottle because it's a neat bottle. But it mainly, mainly seems to have a lot of apple juice and some other fruit juices that kind of give it that uh, that, ah, gotcha. that fall and autumn type of flavor, which still sounds really good. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, there's some other Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party treats that are only at night's. Yes, only for uh, those attending Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. The first one that they are showing off here is a pumpkin cheesecake dome. Oh, they had me a pumpkin and cheesecake. (laughs) It's got a graham cracker streusel base, orange-white chocolate glaze, and a white chocolate Mickey. That can be found at the Main Street Bakery as well as Gaston's Tavern. They also have a Jack Skellington dessert at Sleepy Hollow in Liberty Square. It's a vanilla panna cotta with chocolate cake, vanilla buttercream, white chocolate, and dark chocolate crisp 
Pearls, uh, as well as dark chocolate curls and a white chocolate Jack Skellington. This looks almost like a, a push-up pop, only yeah. made out of cake and frosting. And, gosh, I almost wouldn't want to eat the Jack Skellington on top because it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it is a really fantastic likeness. I, I also don't want to eat this next one because well. it looks so cool as well. They've got Haunted Mansion Desserts. Each one has a different flavor and a different accent, and they can be found at several different locations. Mm. Um, the first one can be found at Aloha Isle. They have a chocolate tart that's filled with chocolate ganache, and it's topped with Oreo, panna cotta, as well as a white chocolate high mansion-inspired portrait. Oh. Now, it doesn't say which one of the portraits is available, there, right. but I'll uh, go through them here in just a moment. The second location is Auntie Gravity's Galactic Goodness, uh, and there it's a chocolate tart filled with raspberry compote and topped with white chocolate mousse and, again, a Haunted Mansion-inspired white chocolate portrait. Yeah, I think that's the, the one that has the wallpaper from the color of the icing. It looks like it's raspberry, so I think that has, like, the wallpaper image. Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the next item can be found at Liberty Square Market. That's also a chocolate tart filled with a chocolate ganache and peanut butter icing. Oh. Ooh, I love peanut butter icing. Uh-huh. The final one is uh, Storybook is at Storybook Treats. It's a chocolate tart filled with lemon curd, strawberry compote, and topped with strawberry mousse. And again, another Haunted Mansion-inspired white chocolate portrait. Now, it's talking about these portraits. What they have done is they have taken the spooky purple wallpaper from the interior of the Haunted Mansion, as well as at least three of the four stretching portraits. And these uh, pictures top each one of these uh, different uh, desserts. Yeah, once again, so, I'd, I'd almost want to keep the uh, the top and not eat it just because of the picture is cool. <laughs> yeah, just about. I mean, and hey, you could eat it in reverse of how the pictures uh, reveal themselves in the Haunted Mansion, <laughs> even from the bottom up. Sure. Are these treats actually shrinking? <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. In fact, they are. Oh, now, they, they, they really, well, you had something to add on to those? Oh, no, go right ahead. Okay, because I, oh, I love waffles. I love ice cream, and I love pumpkin. This is a pumpkin Mickey waffle with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, sprinkles, and a caramel sauce. And it's only going to be at Sleepy Hollow. And, of course, they're Mickey waffles, so... Of uh, course. If, if, if you've never seen these, they are, they're not like a waffle with two smaller waffles on the sides to do a Mickey Mouse shape. They are literally Mickey's face and head. Mm-hmm. They are adorable. Uh, they remind me a little bit of the Mickey pancakes that you can get there on site. But they're these look like they're a little smaller than the full size waffle. Uh, yeah, yeah, these these are a little bit smaller than what uh, you would consider to be a normal regular waffle. Uh, you know, waffles are available. You know, these Mickey waffles are always available at Disneyland and Disney World, and um, as a breakfast item at uh, many of the restaurants. And so this, it's just uh, changing up the recipe a little bit. Except for now, it's pumpkin with ice exactly. cream, and I I want one. But I don't, I don't see myself getting out to the parks that quickly. But, uh, oh, uh, have you ever had a dirt cake? Yes, I have. In fact, I've had, uh, uh, well, I'll put it uh, as a kitty litter cake. Oh, uh, yeah, so I've had kitty litter, <laughs> but that's, that seems more disgusting than just saying dirt. <laughs> yes, that, that is. But in this case, it is a dirt Hey. Yes, generally a dirt cake is like a chocolate mousse, and you've got some crumbled up uh, Oreos in it, and make some layers. Uh, even if your mousse is pretty much a lot of times is like chocolate pudding mixed with some whipped cream, and it's really good and whipped up really good. Uh, but over at the Pecos Bills Tall Tale Inn and Cafe, they're gonna have this. Uh, with a chocolate gravestone, and there's going to be some chocolate cake and a chocolate mousse with the chocolate glaze with the Oreo crumbs. And see, th- here's where they, they kind of lose me. I've always hated it when they put the gummy worms on top. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like gummy worms. I just I don't want the gummy worm getting in the way of my mousse because I love the chocolate mousse more than I love the gummy worms. Yes, yes. I, I'm very much the same way. Gummy worms and cakes just don't work for me. Yeah, and this is this is going to have some gummy worms on top of it, but it's cute when you see the presentation, kids. It's got a little gravestone, you know, and that's the chocolate, a little bit of candy, and it's, it's on the picture it has on the Parks blog, it says, Boo to you. Uh, and it's a very small serving, but uh, yeah, that's all right. You can get more than one. <laughs> 
and you don't have to share. I'm giving you permission to not share. And, you know, well, buy, and, buy and their own. Buy buy it, one for them. And so, because this is small enough, it's it's not big enough to share. Yes, it's perfect for, as a single survey. Mm-hmm. Uh, over, uh, we talked about anti-gravity's galactic goodies a moment ago. They're also going to have candy corn ice cream. Which I don't know if I'd be into. You know, I, I I love candy corn. You know, the honey based, the you know the the good Brock's candy corn. You know, none of that cheap waxy stuff, but the mm. flavor of it, you know, it's honey. So yeah, I'm really excited. You know, to see what this would taste like. Yeah, and I, I can have candy corn. I I can take it or leave it. I mean, it's it's one of those things that's very very sweet, so I can't eat a whole lot of it because it's just gonna be it gets to be too much for me after a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I've managed to enjoy some, and I know they've had like candy corn ice cream. Actually, um, I don't know if it's Briars or Blue Bunny or whatever. Well, I think last year there was a candy corn ice cream, and I think Philip tried it out and he really liked it. Uh, I didn't try it, you know, because I'm diabetic, so I don't generally get a whole lot of treats. I can dream though, mm-hmm. so I haven't actually tried anything like it. So this is might be something I might give a, a, a try because I might like it. But. Mm-hmm. You know, mixing that with the, the sweetness of ice cream seems like this might be a sugar rush in one bite. Too true, too true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now the oh, I'm sorry. Go oh, right no, ahead. You go right ahead. I'll let you read oh, this one. <laughs> uh, the the final item that uh, they're showing is going to be available at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party are chocolate crisp rice treats and vampire Mickey brownies. They're going to be available at various outdoor vending kiosks throughout Magic Kingdom. So, uh, you know, a good selection of uh, different treats and goodies to go along with all of the uh, candy that they hand out. And I have a very good reason for letting you read the name of that treat, because when I was trying to record it this week for the Neverland Radio Show, I had a hard time, and I, I, I kept going, grab chocolate crisped rice treats. But crisped ah. rice is hard to say, because I want to just go crisp rice, or well, Rice Krispies. Exactly. <laughs> They're Rice Krispie treats, and it's got chocolate and sprinkles on it. You know, come on. But I was actually trying to call it what they said to have, and it's a chocolate crisped rice treat. Well, because we don't know if they use Rice Krispies, and they probably don't have a marketing agreement set up with uh, Post. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, this has started. There are specific dates already set up for the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Like I said, it already started on the 25th. It's also going to be on the 29th and Tuesday, and there's some dates. Uh, you can actually go to the Parks blog and find out what the rules are for your costume, how to get some tickets, and get some details on the party. And so you can, if you're planning a trip to come out... Uh, anytime here in the next few months uh, all the way up until November 1st go check it out and try some of this stuff because I tell you what, if it's Halloween that means you eat candy and sweets but there's stuff to do of course over in uh, Disneyland well more DCA I would say uh, for Halloween yes, yes. Well, and of course we've got uh, the, the Halloween party going on at Disneyland as well but you know DCA over the past few years has certainly been getting into the Halloween spirit as well. Uh, Cars Land, they're going to have a huge makeover for Halloween. But what we're talking about today is actually taking place a little ways away from Cars Land over at the new Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Yeah, they for some reason they seem to have left Groot behind. Yeah, that's, uh, well, he's tiny, he's little, maybe he can be misplaced and forgotten. But, uh, you know, it, 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 it this change to the attraction, this Halloween overlay, actually takes place after the Guardians have escaped. Um, and as you mentioned, they left a group behind. So Rocket is now enlisting us to go and distract all of the creatures that have also been released there in the Collector's Collection so that he can rescue Groot. Now, while the Collector's ever-resourceful assistant, Afeda, may try to assure you it's all just a momentary setback, uh, we are advised to proceed with caution as we're going on the ride. Now, once the sun sets every evening during Halloween time at Disneyland, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is going to transform into Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark. Uh, they're going to continue having music as the center of the experience. And an all-new song, Monsters After Dark, has been created especially for the attraction by Tyler Bates, who composed the Guardians of the Galaxy, or the music for the Guardians of the Galaxy films. As well as so, Iron Man 3. He did that really kind of cool... Uh, Iron Man theming there, you know, in the credits that are kind of that 80s style, you know, mm-hmm. which is what oh, makes yeah. it perfect to work on the Guardians films. 
Now, this this is going to be available during Halloween time between September 15th and October 31st. So those already long lines for Mission Breakout are just going to get longer at sundown. Oh, yes. And they even have a hashtag Save Groot that they want everybody to start using. So <laughs> I'm hoping that people are going to take some photos. Uh, maybe somebody gets some video. I'd like to hear this new song, Monsters After Dark, to see what, you know, see what the song's like. So if somebody gets a recording of that... Or if Eric happens to get a chance to go out there and check it out himself, you know, picks this hashtag up and we'll share it. It'll be awesome. Which I'm hoping to do. <laughs> yes, because I, I wish I could get out there. Uh, but it's time to this is now this is seriously turning a corner. <laughs> well, what, this was Halloween um, and now we'll be making Christmas. Christmas! Yeah, we've got some announcements on some of the people of Candlelight Narrators going to go on during the Candlelight Processional at Epcot, uh, which uh, I'm sold already. If I was if I was going to be able to go, Warwick Davis. Yes. Heck yes. But we've got a nice listing. They don't have everybody. There's still some some gaps in there. But uh, mm-hmm. from November 27th and 28th, that's Matt Bomer. Uh, mm-hmm. I know him mainly, I think, from Chuck. Uh, he was. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot his name on Chuck. He's mainly you've seen him in the, like first and second season. I think he died at the end of the second season. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, but okay, y'all, you'll all know like Chuck's like roommate that he had had that he thought had stolen his girl and thought he had gotten Chuck ejected out of the school when he finds mm-hmm. out later that he was actually trying to help him. And uh, there was a previous history with Sarah that uh, it was kind of a thing. Um, and I cannot think of the guy's name, but he's one of those guys. He's just just too darn good looking, but apparently he's also super nice and awesome as well. But he's going to be there November 27th and 28th. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg from December 1st through the 3rd. Pat Sajak. Huh? Can I have a vowel? Uh, yeah, Pat, Pat Sajak. Although, if you want a vowel, Vanna would probably hand it to you more than... <laughs> True. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, so, fourth, December 4th and 5th, Pat Sajak. Warwick Davis will be December 12th through the 14th. Trey Sackins, 15th through the 17th. I'm not even a country guy, and I know who Trey Sackins is. Uh, 18th through 21st, you'll have Neil Patrick Harris himself. I have no idea, though. December 22nd through 24th is CCH Pounder. Do you have any idea who that is? None whatsoever, to be honest. All right, neither do I. Uh, December 25th through 27th will be Jackie Velasquez, Christian recording artist, and also uh, December 28th through 30th is Chandra Wilson, which I know I know who that is, but I cannot think of it. Uh, there are going to be some different packages. Uh, the professionals perform is going to be performed three times per night at five, six forty-five, and eight fifteen during over, and it's going to be at the American Gardens Theater. And you can set yourself up. You can get a meal option set up where you can eat the uh, the Acursus Royal Banquet Hall, the Garden Grill, uh, Captain's Grill, Disney's Yacht Club Resort, and there's also breakfast and dinner options offered at. Trattoria Al Forno at Disney's Boardwalk. Uh, the if you want the breakfast, it's going to start at thirty-five dollars for adults and twenty-one for children plus tax. Uh, and then of course you you know the dinner is going to be forty-four dollars for adults and fifteen fifty for children. And then children is considered ages three through nine. So you know, there's a bit of a extra cost, but totally worth it to get your meal and attend the processional. Uh, you can actually go ahead and book all this stuff and get more information at four zero seven WDW. Dine. Well, and now, you know, moving from Christmas uh, a little bit closer to uh, what we're looking at now, uh, the Disney Night of Joy uh, is going to be coming up real soon at, uh, at Disney World as well. And that's coming up on September 8th and 9th. Yeah, so if you were planning to go, you probably already know about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you, did you know that Night of Joy has been uh, going on since 1983? Yeah, I didn't know that until I was looking this up. And uh, apparently uh, both Stephen Curtis Chapman and Mercy Me are running up on being very close to how many performances they've had. Uh, they're running neck and neck. I guess Stephen Curtis Chapman has had 10 performances and Mercy Me has been there with 11 performances at this event. Oh, wow. Which some people are going, who are they? <laughs> uh, they did um, I can only imagine yep I know them mercy me that's the only thing I know from them is Stephen Curtis Chapman he's been around Christian Market for a long time um, and mm-hmm. the, I guess well there's a little video here that's on the thing let's see if we get some good audio out of it
Well, it looks like it's all tech, so it's not going to get in there. Let's, you know, let's put that to stop. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of different artists out there yeah. other than just Mercy Me and Toby. Uh, or Well, Toby Mack is one of the ones uh, on the list, but and Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, I'm only familiar with a few of these. How about you? Yeah, you know, I, I remember Danny Goki from American Idol. Uh, he'll be there on September 8th, uh, September 9th. Amy Grant. Everybody knows Amy yeah. Grant, right? And Kirk Franklin. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Stephen Curtis Chaz- Chapman, as we've been speaking with. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know all of these performers, yeah. but I'm sure that uh, they're going to you know, do their best and uh, perform quite well at this uh, annual event. Yeah, Friday, September 8th, Saturday, September 9th. Uh, all Christian music, so if you're into that that type of thing, which I am, but I'm not really into their, the, the, these, these particular artists. I'm more hard-edged. Although I see Crowder on there for September 9th. I think I saw him play uh, on a Sunday afternoon at a, after a Royals game, and he was a lot of huh. fun. Uh, even if you're not familiar with some of these artists, you're bound to have a good time if you're, if you're planning to attend these. Uh, now, if you go to nightofjoy.com or of course 407w disney you can get your tickets information and if you have a group of 10 or more uh you can call 877 night n-i-t-e joy to purchase group tickets and learn about some group discounts uh now this i guess is a separate event from the parks uh so mm-hmm. yes this is actually separately. taking place this, this is taking place i believe it's at the uh, wide world of sports complex oh okay uh, which is that over near Disney Springs? You know, I honestly don't know the layout of uh, these resorts in relation to each other, to be honest. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm not entirely sure of that myself, but that's what's going on. <laughs> oh, and now we get to turn a corner to something that I am not pleased about. Yes. Uh, a few weeks ago, it was widely uh, reported that the uh, classic Muppets 3D logo that has been outside that show at uh, Hollywood Studios in Florida uh, was removed and it's been kind of replaced with a nondescript banner, uh, which of course still advertises Muppets 3D, but it's not as prominent or as 3D as the former sign was. It reminds me a lot of uh, what happened out here in California Adventure. They took down all of the uh, Muppet theming outside of the Muppet Theater and it's now the Sunset Showcase Theater with uh, absolutely no indication that Muppets had ever been there before in fact they even took the key that was under the rug yeah and this the image that's on this this is from the orlando informer which is a newspaper from down there um and it the marquee looks like it has been shrunk in because i i i I, it's i know it's been a long time since i've been down there but i do recall it i believe there was a big um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, it, it came away from the wall, and it looked like Animal's head was was coming out oh, there. They, they actually had a, a, a Kermit coming yeah. out of the wall. Yeah, and they had a Kermit that was that was standing over the top of it, but, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of remembering it like the... Um, like right above the door, you know, the, uh, oh, yes. Works okay. Out, yes. Like, yes. like a canopy, saying, yeah. but canopy yeah. is not the word, but that looked kind of like animal. And then, yeah, Kermit was, had a big 3d thing on top with the, with the balloon. And, uh, now it looks like you got a couple of banners of the Muppets. Uh, and the, this is basically, it's, uh, it's, was known as the Muppets courtyard. And now it's going to be just some sort of thing called the grand Avenue. That's supposed to look like modern downtown Los Angeles. Who cares? That's mm-hmm. all I gotta say. Who cares? And they they do say that Muppet Vision 3D is still going to remain there as well, well as the Pizza Rizzo restaurant that was opened up uh, last year. Uh, but uh, you know, with that uh, this type of a change, it's it's kind of strange, and it kind of makes you wonder just how uh, how strong of a presence the Muppets are going to have uh, as Hollywood Studios changes uh, as. Uh, or as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and yeah. Toy Story Land open up here within the next few years. And at least, you know, they've got a really fantastic Muppet show going on over at Liberty Square over in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, mm-hmm. So we still have some good presence of the Muppets, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to see more Muppets in the parks and not less. Right. You know, because I, I worry, honestly... Uh, with all of the new things because of the Marvel properties that Disney owns and the Star Wars properties now that Disney owns and they're bringing that into the park, uh, you know, one thing you can say about Universal is they try to get what is current and trendy and what the pop culture is asking for them to have. Mm-hmm. Disney has always been good at bringing stuff that you didn't know you wanted but you're going to love. 
Sort of like Pandora. You didn't really think you were going to want that, but it's apparently everybody's loving it. I haven't heard anybody say different that they didn't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. But... This here lately, they're giving us what is the trendy things that Disney's been putting out. It's been Marvel and, of course, Star Wars. Star Wars is always – but, you know, the nice thing is Star Wars, it's definitely got longevity. It's going to be something that you can come back to at any time. So putting some Star Wars into the parks. But I don't know. It's It doesn't have the same feel as some of the older Disney properties to me. And I, I hope they don't go so far into, hey, well, Guardians of the Galaxy is really popular right now, so now we've done that, and we're going to try to do more Marvel because Marvel's popular. Will the Marvel movies be able to continue and, and, and form a good legacy like some of the other Disney properties? I don't know. Star Wars has a good, strong legacy, but being that they're basing a lot of stuff kind of on these newer trilogies, will this newer trilogy live up and have this legacy that the original films have? I mean, I don't know. So I, I do worry a little bit that they're going more oh we're doing trendy current disney and they they're kind of killing off some of their classic bits of disney i i don't know that's maybe i'm being weird but that's a concern i'm starting to have well ask fans of uh mr toad in florida how they feel about new properties coming in yeah granted it was you know winnie the pooh coming in mm-hmm. and that is a you know a disney classic character of sorts but, yeah, you know, sad to watch Mr. Toad go in order for Winnie the Pooh because Winnie the Pooh was more popular and still is. Oh, and, and you know, to be honest, that, that really is the story of the theme parks is, you know, there are new properties that come along. There are things that become more popular. And, you know, unfortunately, even uh, uh, park politics come into play. You know, there's there was the closing of the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea Lagoon there at Magic Kingdom, which uh, I know a lot of people were upset with. You know, it's now... After many years, it was finally replaced with uh, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train ride, which mm-hmm. a lot of people love. But yeah. uh, I'd be excited to ride that. I'm going to check it out next time I'm down there. Definitely. But with, but with, you know, but with an untested property like Marvel and the plans that they have, you know, it really is difficult to know and and to guess, you know, how they're going to work and 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 how they'll fit in thematically with. Uh, what's already there you know certainly Orlando's not going to be an option for very many Marvel properties thanks to the agreements that are already in place with uh, Universal Studios but uh, we've got a whole Marvel line coming to California Adventure and you know that'll be a good uh, bellwether test for us to see how well this fits and if it's uh, a land and attractions that we have been waiting for yeah, I just I just hope they they keep that balance between the classic Disney magic and then the mm-hmm. now Disney more sci-fi adventure fun of Star Wars and Marvel that's moving in. You know, as long as they strike a good balance, because I never want to lose that classic magic. Uh, that that mm-hmm. has been Disney for years that we've all loved, and because I've separately through years I've separately loved Disney Magic and Star Wars and Marvel as separate things, and now they're all together. I I don't want the the two just because they're very popular right now to push out that classic magic for me. Mm-hmm. So I, it scares me a little bit, and maybe I'm being a little worried for no good reason. But I don't, that's that's just me. But <laughs> probably not without good reason. But speaking of Star Wars, Force Friday is September first. Yes. That oh. is, I can't believe it's almost September. I cannot believe we're this close to the Last Jedi. Wow! At the end of this week, and it's it's Heather's birthday, so you know I got to take her out for something. Although she's not into like Star Wars toys as much, so of course I don't collect a lot of Star Wars toys myself, really, because I, you know, I I don't I don't really get to collect toys. I don't really have that kind of money, but. There's going to be stuff going on at the Disney store, and I do have one local to me that I want to oh, check good. out. Uh, but all Disney store locations throughout North America are going to be opening, and this is on StarWars.com. Uh, they're going to open the doors on September 1st with the first toys, collectibles, books, apparel, and more from The Last Jedi. And fans are going to be able to tap into the Force with an opening ceremony and enjoy some limited time Find the Force. Which I that Find the Force, I was looking at some other stuff on that. That's going to be like a augmented reality with your phone mm-hmm. as long as you have the Star Wars app. So make sure you have that oh. if you're going to a Disney store. Uh, but there's going to be like free Star Wars mini posters for the first 100 guests to make a Disney store purchase. So you better believe on Friday. Oh, dang it. I got to go to school. Oh, no. At 12.01 a.m.? Well, I don't see. I don't know if the mall is going to be open. Maybe they will. 
See, because the, the Disney store that's nearby me is actually at... Um, uh, it's at the Oak Park Mall, and I remember back when the Phantom Menace came out, I was working at a KB toy store inside the mall, and we couldn't do a, an overnight thing so much. We had to wait until morning and open up with everything. Uh, so I don't know that being that's inside the mall, if they're going to be able to do a midnight thing. I, and I'm thinking, oh, well, the store won't open at 10, and I will be in class that morning, and I may miss out over at the Disney store. Uh, I mean, there's Star Wars story time, ways the force activity, because I want, you know, a mini poster would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm sure there'll be plenty of theming. I'll get a chance to get out there. As I remember, I think it was after the uh, last Force Friday, when there were some Star Wars toys, they had projections going on, in the, on on some displays in the ceiling and they were showing movie clips and it was very much a lot of Star Wars stuff and it was really, really neat. Uh, but golly, I don't know if they'll be able to open. I'll have to see if I can find a phone number and see if I can get over there uh, sometime during the day and not miss out. Or if they're going to open at midnight and I can be there at midnight and get, you know, go buy something. Uh, I think what mainly what I want to buy is these Porg toys, which somebody managed to leak out some video that there's a Walmart accidentally had it out where the little Porgs, which are these cute little things, and it makes little noises, kind of flaps its arms, and it's really adorable, and I kind of want one. And so I think that's what I'm going to buy. Uh, and then get my poster. So hopefully, I'm going to have to find out if I can get in there at midnight, and I'll I'll stay up and try to do it. Uh, But there's stuff going on at Walmart, too. Yeah. Yeah, they've got... uh, Walmart is uh, inviting us to be Jedi ready. Uh, And they're going to be giving fans um, opportunities to purchase toys, collectibles, and apparel. Uh, Select Walmart stores are going to have a Force, Force Friday 2 weekend parking lot event with Be Jedi Ready games and activities with free giveaways including Topps Galactic Connections trading discs and uh, posters for the new EA game Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, they also are going to be inviting uh, fans in the stores to come and become inventors at a tech demonstration. Hmm. Uh, at the Orlando, Florida Walmart store, they're going to unveil a six-foot tall Lego model of Luke Skywalker. From the Force uh, Awakens, so it is going to be the older Luke. Exactly. And this has actually been touring the country. Uh, it was first unveiled at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, but uh, it's going to be making its permanent home in Orlando, it looks like. Yeah, and visit walmart.com. You can find out more things going on. Oh, but guess what? Mm-hmm. Toys are Us, of course. Uh, they are going to have a red carpet uh, for the fans at Destination Star Wars Gateway to the Galaxy. So Friday, September 1st, Toys R Us is going to host Force Friday Midnight Opening, of course, uh, which we expected. Uh, They're going to give the fans the first opportunity to shop for the toys, and the attendees are going to receive a free Funko Pop Star Wars t-shirt and a free collectible Star Wars The Last Jedi poster while supplies last. It's the first in a series of free poster giveaways, and there's going to be a new one every month leading up to the theatrical release of the movie. All right. So now I've got that decision. Do I want to... Like, I'll find out. If the Disney store is going to do a midnight opening, I'll try to go there. And I'll try to get some video, some audio, or something maybe to share next week. But if they're not going to do a midnight, I'll try to go to Toys R Us and see if I can get uh, like a t-shirt and uh, this this Last Jedi poster. Uh, and then try to get whatever, you know, my pork or whatever from there. Hopefully there's not going to be a bunch of people going in and buy all the stuff, clean out the shelves, and then turn around and put it on eBay. Because that, if you do that, you are a jerk. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, there's some stuff going on about the uh, oh the Toys R Us California with the land speeder, uh, but Cal- uh, Cal- uh, Canada actually. Oh, is that what that is? Canada. I see. Yep. I think have, California. Have, yep. To- Toys R Us in Canada are going to have five uh, openings across Canada. Uh, the first 100 fans there are also going to be uh, getting that free Last Jedi poster and the T-shirt. Um, and uh, they're, they're, it looks like they're going to be having uh, – w- one of the things about Toys R Us is they're going to have the exclusive for that land speeder we were talking about a few weeks ago. Yes, which I'd buy one if I could fit in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Target's going to have some things, of course, going on at midnight. Uh, they're going to have mm-hmm. uh, some Target exclusives uh, participating also in the Find Your Force uh, and also a raffle prize of the Star Wars Last Jedi plush that's only going to be in Target. Uh, if you go to Target.com, you find out what's going on, and there's something that says, don't forget to bring your Ray game here on StarWars.com. I have no idea what that means. Neither do I, <laughs> but uh, 
You will release these binders. No, I won't. Oh, and I completely blanked out on the <laughs> line. <laughs> this is going to be weird. Staples. Staples. Yes. We'll have drones, Star Wars drones available. That's about it. At Staples. <laughs> they want to get in on the uh, action. As does Pottery Barn Kids. Well, sure. Now, so, they're... Uh, they have a Star Wars collection of bedding, backpacks, furniture, and decor. Yeah, that, I was thinking uh, Pottery Barn. I thought you'd be crafting things or something. That's why I was kind of surprised. So it's, it's... Well, and, and actually, Pottery Barn has had a, a range of uh, Star Wars uh, kitchen gadgets. Huh. That'd be fun. Something to imprint Darth Vader's head on your toast. Mm-hmm. There you go. I've never heard of PBT, but I guess they're going to have some stuff. Uh, bedding and furniture and decor. Is that pretty much what the rest of these here? Because Kohl's, JCPenney, May, I mean, a lot of list stores are listed here. Uh, so just go to uh, StarWars.com. Oh, okay, Hot Topic. You're going to find some fun co-pops and some Star Wars tees. That's cool. GameStop, of course. Uh, lots of different Star Wars toys and collectibles. Uh See, well, Star Wars Battlefront 2, it will be available for pre-order on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And you, that course, comes out in November. Right, but you can you can still pre-order, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Think Geek, that's mainly an online store. It looks like there's going to be some stuff for cosplay, I guess. Or does Think Geek actually mm-hmm. have uh, some physical locations? I honestly don't know. Because they're mentioning that they're going to have some fun at the stores and have some trivia and cosplay and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Build-A-Bear, uh, lots of Best Buy. They're going to have some things. Bed, Bath & Beyond. Bed, Bath & Beyond. Apple stores. Lots mm-hmm. of stuff at Apple stores. Amazon. Yeah, a lot of different places to buy your gear. Uh, this, is, this is bigger than I expected. I expected a few stores, but yeah, Amazon and... Stores I've never heard of, so uh, you have no excuse to not get what you're after, or at least to go try to find it. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, there will be this augmented reality, so bring the app, and uh, I'm sure the app, if as long as you keep it updated, will tell you what you need to do and feel that, you know, it's going to be, I guess, a locational type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but speaking of some Star Wars, uh, I did manage to pick up a copy of Entertainment Weekly that has uh, I've already seen there's a new one with Star Trek stuff on it for the new series there but uh, I do have I haven't read the article but uh, for Star Wars Last Jedi it does have some nice uh, images you get to see a porg and uh, I don't know if you got to see how many of these images a lot of them have popped up online but there's a couple of things that that, uh, they look like they have turtle heads they're like nuns with turtle heads and they kind of remind me of uh, the never ending story you know the giant turtle Mm-hmm. That sneezes. That's what these things look like. Hmm. And they are known as the caretakers. Of what? I do not know. But uh, I'm kind of glad I haven't read the article because I wouldn't want to go and tell you what's in the article and spoil anything for the film, Who everybody who might be trying to avoid everything. So, uh, but there, yeah, there were some new vehicles that were that put out uh, at StarWars.com and also on the Star Wars show on YouTube. Uh, and the only things I'll say about some of these new vehicles is you have a new AT Walker. Uh, what was it? ATMT or something like that. Mm-hmm. Very, very similar to what we're familiar with with an AT-AT or AT-AT. But, uh, but one of the things that I found really interesting is that this one's going to move differently than the AT-ATs. Yeah, it's supposed to be a little faster, too. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't grab up any articles that talked about it because I, I didn't want to go too far into and ruin anything. So, well, and, and that was actually discussed in the most recent um, Star Wars show uh, on YouTube. Yeah, so if you really Star want Wars more show, information, so. you can go there. Uh, they, they also talk about a new... Uh, it looks like a, basically a flat Star Destroyer with a bunch of cannons that can pop out the top and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, but the, the one thing I will say about these is it's nice that it has some of that classic style design going on uh, with, with a you know, slightly modern, updated look to some of these things So with different technology. So I do like that it has, you know... A familiarity to it with something new, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I I am enjoying looking at these things, but I don't want to get too far because if if anybody wants to completely avoid anything, um, feel free to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Bill Nye, the suing guy, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's not just an engineer. Yeah, he's he's 
he's a guy who wants to sue people because you know he's an entertainer and I know I read over this article and it still doesn't completely make much sense to me but he feels like he didn't get enough money for his Emmy winning show of Bill Nye the Science Guy uh, and I I don't know all the details uh, I mean there's there's an article on Deadline.com about this and it, I guess it's a fraudulent on their profit recordings and. The, the, the part that confuses me is this was done on public television, right? So I don't understand how, where the profits come in. Uh, I, I see. I don't understand this at all. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think it was, um, you know, while it ran on PBS, I know that uh, Disney did have a distribution agreement, uh, which is uh, really what this all boils down to is how much you received from that distribution agreement. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he was getting some royalties from the, uh, the ride that is now closed. And maybe that's what has helped inspire his move to do this, is that his ride isn't going to be getting him those residual checks anymore. And so he's, I don't know, working on an income stream. Uh, All I can really say about this is, like, I hope he realized what he's getting into, because Disney uh, can lawyer up with the best of them. Mm -hmm. And there's even parts in this article that mention that that Disney feels that that he actually might owe them a little money, that they might have overpaid him at some point. So. It'll be definitely interesting to see how this pays out. Now, uh, while Disney can lawyer up, you know, they certainly are not immune from uh, court judgments. Uh, I think we can easily look at the Peggy Lee case uh, after Lady and the Tramp was released on VHS to see how things can change over the course of the years and the contracts that are signed. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, an interesting thing to follow at this point. Yep. Just in case you're curious how that's going to turn out. And, you know, I I don't think I'm going to follow it that closely. I'm not overly concerned about it myself. So, but uh, we don't have a movie review really this week, other than unless you recall that this was an hour-long premiere a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't got a chance to talk about it. Uh, But Mm -hmm. DuckTales. Woo-hoo. Woo! Hello out there in TV land. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. A Neverland Podcast Television Review. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It um, was fresh. It was new. It had some great callbacks and uh, uh, call-outs to the original series. It... It was an homage to Carl Barks and all of the work that he did. I am so excited for this new series and this, uh, these two episodes, this movie was just the right, uh, had just the right amount of, uh, everything for me. Yeah. It was a lot really of fun. It. Yeah. And the, I, I, the, the main thing that I see where people have not liked it is because they're really hanging on to the classic DuckTales series and there's nothing wrong with loving that classic DuckTales series. I still love that one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to set that aside and take that for what it was. And as Tad Stones was was telling us, take this one as a brand new series and and look at it on its own merits. And a brand new universe, a brand new universe. And there's lots to enjoy. Some people be like, oh gosh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie have different voices, kind of. And they, you know, they're finding little things to nitpick about. Uh, so far, and that's mainly what I've heard. It's a lot of kind of nitpicky things out of people mm-hmm. who didn't enjoy it, and I think it's just part of that determination. They just don't want to like it because yeah. they love the classic, and you really just have to take a step back and just give it a chance. Because I really, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was more, definitely more comedy based, I think, than the classic. It's more mm-hmm. wackiness. It's the typical of the modern cartoons where you have to have a gag every 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It, it did remind me of that style. But it, it was fun. I mean, they weren't like super you're going to roll over and die laughing. But they were, it were, they were silly and fun. Donald is doing exactly what you expect him to do. And all, he gets stuck with all that luck. I, I, the characters no do exactly but... what you expect of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And, you know, like I said, I love the little call-outs to the original show. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we see the Aztec coin there in Scrooge's garage. Um, and I loved the symbolic um, message that they were sending about Webby with the arrow through her doll. <laughs> yep. And there's mentions of St. Canard and Spoonerville mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, my goodness. And I... Cape Suzette? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all there and enough to where, like Tastos was saying, that the, they're 
to have just guest appearances of these characters wouldn't be saying enough of what they're doing of being able to connect right. it. Now, what all that means, I I, I can't say because I don't know. I don't I don't fully understand, but I know we're going to be very pleased with seeing how these other characters are going to fit in to the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, for yeah. me, I, I'm yeah, I'm just sitting here wringing my hands, waiting to until waiting for that first glimpse of yeah first glimpse of Darkwing Duck. Yes, we know in some fashion we're going to see something somehow, mm-hmm. some way. It's going to be there. I don't know if we'll see it all on September 23rd, but it's, I doubt it's we coming. will. Yep, yeah. and we you did find some information about that first episode, but I don't know if we should tell anybody because there might be people who uh, don't want to know until it airs. Mm-hmm. Again, I, uh, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I think uh, what we can say is that uh, the Beagle Boys are involved. And the other episode centers around uh, Scrooge's number one dime. Which is exactly what it should be doing because it's DuckTales. Exactly. Yes. Alrighty. As another review for the week, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has come out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. And I went ahead and picked myself up a copies. And I have I? I didn't get a chance to watch the film to see how good it looks. But I did watch the special features. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. There, there's a, actually a pretty decent behind the scenes. Uh, I I kind of, I miss, it feels like they used to get more in-depth, or maybe it's just from Lord of the Rings. I loved the very in-depth oh, yeah. process of filmmaking that you used to get on some of these. And this is, you know, it's over a half an hour of behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. it, I don't feel like they got into the details of building the sets as much as I would like. But a lot of the sets, of course, were computer generated. Um, mm-hmm. But I still really enjoyed it, and I still think the best special feature, other than the deleted scenes, I really enjoyed. But I absolutely love that Guardians Inferno video. <laughs> and I love all of the cameos in it, too. Oh, yes. And now that I'm seeing it on my television instead of on a computer screen when they put it on YouTube, I'm getting to spot like where Sean Gunn pops up and mm-hmm. where um, oh, Michael uh, Rooker is. Michael and... Rooker and Gamora. I, I forgot her name. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Uh, spotting mm-hmm. her, and then having Chris Pratt at the end pop out the robot head. Yeah. <laughs> there was one person I, I let's see, was was, was it Sean Gunn? Well, it was one guy. I think it was Michael Rooker. I had a hard time recognizing it at first because he looked so different, but I think mm-hmm. I did kind of manage to ID him because they they keep showing you know the cast members. I, I can't think if there was somebody else that I had a hard time identifying, but Sean Gunn, I could recognize him. I've seen him in person before. Mm-hmm. I've seen Michael Rooker in person before too, um, not up close, but. Maybe one of these days, uh, but I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, so, how, what do you think of some of the special features? Anything stand out to you? You know, I saw. I haven't seen all of the special features, but uh, I've played the movie about a half dozen times since Tuesday. My goodness, how did it look? Look oh. good. Uh, looks great on my PlayStation Four. The digital copy looks great on my iPad. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a great translation uh, from the big screen. And that's pretty much all we can say in a review about this thing. <laughs> now, neither one of us have any sort of a 4K to talk about what it looks like in 4K. And I don't know exactly when 4K is going to step up and be the new standard. But there's cameras, actually, that I can work with that can shoot in 4K. But, you know, I, oh. I've i noticed, um, like, when I did my, you know, the documentary that you can find on the YouTube channel uh, when I was filming up in Marceline, when I first made it and I did it to its full high definition... It doesn't feel cinematic until I lower the frame rate down to like 24.95, which is where standard film is. So, you know, there. I think there's a certain point you get so far high definition that it doesn't feel like you're watching a movie so much anymore. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't want to ever cross that threshold. So I'm, I'm really hesitant to even look at 4K. Mm-hmm. It's really expensive right now anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> So if you're into the 4K thing and you want to let us know what you thought of it, uh, feel free to send us some feedback on that because we'd we'd love to hear from you. Something else I'd love to hear from people on is, do you realize we're coming up on 200 episodes? Wow. Yes, and I have not – I'm so busy with school and I've been so overwhelmed by the thought of, wow, 200 episodes. I'm not sure what I want to do for it. Um, Trenton Larkin of Who Did That Voice said, well, why don't you have some listeners send some feedback of what the show has meant to them for much of their listening. Uh, I'm always hesitant to to have the show completely rely on feedback because we don't get a whole lot of feedback around here. I know I've got a bunch of new reviews I need to go and read sometime. Uh, But, you know, if you do want to go and send us something about what the show has meant 
to you and how you found the show and how you've enjoyed it. I think a lot of people actually have been listening to the show because they've ridden with me on Uber. <laughs> Because <laughs> we, we we get talking Disney, and uh, I, I find some Disney fans in there, and I hand out my card to a lot of people, and hopefully they're all listening and enjoying the show. So you know, but I, I'd like to hear back from some people, and if you if you have something you think we should do for 200 episodes, I mean, at 100 episodes, I did a 100 clips, which was fun and a whole lot of work, and I don't think I could do 200 clips to go for that sort of a show, uh, but I feel like we need to do something special. Do you have any ideas of what you think we should do? <laughs> to be honest, I'm tapped out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really big. And I, I, I don't want to be just normal, but we got to do something special. And we will come up with something, I'm sure, before this happens in just a few more episodes. And it's also really close to completing our fourth year. Which, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I can't believe I've been, I've been doing this that long. And, see, and you've been along for about two years of this now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, I started listening about uh, two and a half years ago, and uh, the first show that I was on, we were talking about Inside Out. Wow, that was a long time ago. So, whew. so we've come a long way in this show, especially if you go back and listen to that very first episode. It's just. Well, I don't want to say it's awful, but it's not very good. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive about it, but uh, we really, I guess, need to wrap this up. I do have some stuff I plan to do for some Neverland story time, but we've already ran an hour, so we'll save it for another time. But uh, I do have some new audio because I do. I, I've been finding it Target and all kinds of places where they they have all these Disney uh, new CDs, story read along things, and I do have a new one that I want to share. But uh, we'll see if we can do that next week. All right. Uh, but uh, until then, you know, thanks to everybody for coming along with this. And well, it's nice to be able to get back to some sort of a normalcy after a couple of weeks. Oh, definitely. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.